From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. I get the feeling this is Slick's get up and go song. I kind of like it. When he's out on bivouac, he's out there in the woods with the deep dark woods with his buddies. This is one of them for Let's sure. Go this ahead and fire this up, man. Get us all fired up, ready to go. We go shoot some simunition at fake targets. I was trying to, I was trying to find something like cool for your next guest, but I just couldn't find. Like, and I wanted like a powerful like song about chicks and stuff. And well, why didn't you ask her what her favorite tune was? We could have been playing. Because I have uh, other things I have to do. I ain't got time to see here, and I, uh, I don't want to ruin the interview before you get a chance. <laughs> you got to do the, you got to ruin the interview yourself. Maybe it was a good idea because you know she might have picked Holland Oates. You know, you're out of touch. You're out of time. <laughs> uh, it is a big wild outdoors. Braden Gun, Vince Noble, <laughs> and uh, Bill George, and on the phone. Calling all the way up there from Big OGA, where uh, we got lots of friends and neighbors who've uh, either moved up there or listened to the show up there live. Uh, Miss Deborah Sloan, how are you this morning? I'm doing just fine. How are y'all? How are you? Are you really good? Really good. Thank you. Uh, I'm good. Well, as we ask anybody who's north of the border, we got to get our uh, our own thrills down here. So what's the temperature this morning up there where you are? It's about... 59, I guess. Going to be a high of 79 today. Oh, we would kill. Beautiful morning. Sun shines out. Oh, my gosh. We would kill for that. I'm on the way. <laughs> we would kill for that. Can you just can you blow or turn on a fan or something and just push it down here a little faster? I mean, I'm just so tired of sweating. I know. We we are, too, up here. I'm ready for some cooler weather. I, I am so ready for it. I I, I can't tell you. But now, uh, if, for those who don't know, Miss Deborah, of course, uh, went out on opening day. Gun season opened up a little early up there in Georgia, as it always does. That's why everybody in Florida heads that way. Uh, we're we're still in muzzleloader season down here, opening day today. But uh, you got out and got yourself a really, really, really nice 12-point. Yes, sir. I sure, I sure did. Highly unusual for this area. Uh, usually the biggest deer you see around here will be a 10. Very seldom do you see a 12. Well, you know, and uh, you're in a good county because uh, when Vince and I talked about this, he said, yeah, man, she shot it up in Sumter County. I went, dude, that's in Florida. That, that's, <laughs> nope. that, that's, that's up there around Panasofsky. <laughs> Up there in uh, Bill George's stomping grounds. We were thinking about it too. Like, there's a twelve point out there. Yeah, I was like, Bill George, why didn't why didn't you shoot that twelve point man? It was right down the road from you, man. Mm-hmm. Bill George, yeah, he's a uh, he, he he's a very unusual buck, and I was was blessed to have been there at the right place at the right time. Now you know you would think that that right there alone would be a great enough story that you get out there, you get out there early. You've been watching this buck for a while. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. you, you had your camera set up and. Uh, was sending you some yes. alerts and all that stuff, right? Yes, that's right. It's been up since July, so I've been watching him since July. And then uh, the morning you get out there, uh, what time did you get up in the stand? Well, the morning hunt, I got in the stand probably about a quarter to seven. Didn't really see anything. Saw one little young deer that morning, but went back that afternoon about 4.30, and he came out just a little bit after seven. Ah, so uh, what'd you shoot him with? Uh, uh, Browning Lever Action 243. 
Oh, nice, nice one. A little safari grade, a little shorty. That's a nice one. I like it. Mm-hmm. Wait a yeah. minute. 243, that's a pea shooter. Were you shooting a big load out of that thing? What, what size bullet were you 100 grain. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> there you go. At least she's shooting a big one out there. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Now, now, like I said, this story alone with the nice 12 point on there would be good enough, especially in a county where they're not really known to have that big a deer. But to go, <laughs> But to go through the story, the thing that got me was how you get to acquire the hunting on that piece of property. <laughs> yes, sir. About 18 years ago, I approached a man here in Sumter County, and uh, I knew he had 100 acres in a very little narrow spot in between two bigger parcels of land that belonged to other people. And uh, I asked him about hunting, and he said, I, I don't let anybody hunt. And I'm like, well, I could maybe help you cover the taxes. Mm-mm, I'm not. I don't want anybody to pay me to hunt. And I said, "Well, how about a couple of pound cakes a year?" And he kind of laughed. And he had talked to some people about my character and knew that I was going to hunt it right. And he finally said, "Okay." He said, "You go ahead and and hunt it like you want to. Just take care of it. Try to keep the roads maintained." And uh, he said, "We'll we'll see how far it goes." And that was 18 years ago. So he's still happy right now. Uh- Girl, what's with those pound cakes? Yeah, are you still doing the pound cakes? <laughs> I am still doing pound cakes. Uh, <laughs> I actually also sell pound cake slices uh, at the local university where I work. Uh, for the athletic department at our games, I actually sell pound cake slices at the game and donate that money back towards the athletic program at the university. What's so your, cool. What university? Georgia Southwestern State University. Very good. That's really nice. We're the Hurricanes yeah. this far south. We're, we're the Hurricanes <laughs> in South Georgia. Well, you know, you, you guys get uh, our leftover Hurricanes. So, you know, we get to play with them first. We and, do. Yeah, and then you get them. So it's no big deal. It's a good So show. our address is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. I'll, I will work on that. Yeah. Uh, Bill George, are you interested in maybe doing a gator swap uh, for some pound cake, man? Come on. Uh, I, I'm interested. She, do you get to hunt alligators up there? Do you apply? Uh, yes, sir. I've applied every year. Uh, the first two years, uh, the first year I got a six-foot gator from the Chattahoochee. The second year I got a eight-foot, five-inch gator from Flint River. And then this year I just, they just they would not cooperate. Yeah, okay. man. If you see her Facebook page, you know she got some gators, boy. What? She's got on her big old profile picture of her sitting on top of a big old gator. What do you yeah. think the uh, What do you think the payment would have to be for one like that? You go out and get Bill George for a thirteen footer. Would that be at least uh, a pound cake per foot, or uh, a pound oh cake lord, that would be a bunch of pound cakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, we will we'll tell you this much: jumping from a six foot alligator to a twelve or thirteen foot alligator is a totally Total different, different experience. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's like hooking up on the back of a little uh, 1984 Toyota four-wheel drive and pulling it out or a big F-250 uh, with 30. I, I could only imagine. Would love to experience that one day. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll uh, we'll keep yeah. the pound cake number on file. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, now, right. have you uh, ever used this uh, method of trade uh, for any other piece of property, or do you only hunt this 100 acres exclusively? It's only this 100 acres that I've used that for. Um and it, you know it works pretty well. I have people who contact me every once in a while and want to buy one. But uh, <laughs> other than that, this is this is the only property that I have, so uh, it's it's dear to my heart. Well, I think it's awesome, and I, we were talking about it during the first hour that it's 
I think it happens more in the uh, real far reaches of the rural community where you can still possibly do that kind of thing. I know that Bill yeah. George was saying up in where he was from in Pennsylvania, you might have to volunteer to cut some hay and uh, mm-hmm. come help out. I, I, I hunted a piece of property in Missouri, and uh, all the farmer wanted from me was a uh, bag of oranges once I got back to Florida to send to him. And uh, it's amazing, okay. but... We all had to go through the same thing that you went through. Once you approach yes. them, once you approach them, they go asking around town about you. You know, and like, yes, hey, they do. what do you know about this old? <laughs> what do you know about this old Deborah Sloan? What is she? Uh, what's she all about? Uh, you know, and if you got a yeah. good, if you got a pretty good reputation, chances are uh, you're going to make it onto that piece of property. And I and I hate to say it, but here in Florida. That's almost exclusively how you get on private land. If you don't yeah. know somebody and they don't know you or a friend of yours, then you are uh, That's out even of fish in other lakes, too. You yep. can't just walk on a lake behind anybody's house anymore. You have to ask them. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, and that's true. And that's true with fishing up here as well. You know, you, you've got to know somebody to be able to get in their pond. And yeah. uh, you don't take a bunch of people with you because you don't know if the person that you're taking with you is going to go uh-huh. behind your back. That's right. That's a smart girl right And that there. will get you knocked out quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I, I've been invited to places, and as long as you put the gate key back where it's supposed to go and things like that, and they'll always mm-hmm. tell you, you know, this is good for you and or maybe your son or your kid, but uh, beyond that, n- nobody else is allowed to come out here because of that very reason. Can't trust him. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he may be your friend, but I don't know that fool. And he, you know, next That's thing you know, his, bro- <laughs> his brother-in-law shows up and goes, hey, I got this spot. A friend of mine took me there one time. We'll go there. We has got permission. We'll be good. And the next thing you know, you're out on the sidewalk. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of that goes on, too. Well, now, obviously, this is the first deer of the season. You're not done, right? No, sir. I put about three deer in the freezer, and that takes me through for my meat until next year. Three? Mm-hmm. Just three. Yes, sir. You guys must just be light eaters. You got no kid. You got no babies at home. What's the problem? <laughs> well, I have a son. He's uh forty-four. Well, he can get his own and dang he, deer now. He gets his own deer. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah. So he and his saying. family go hunting, and they do their own thing. So it's just me here and. uh Three deer will do it for me. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, it takes me about uh, four times that to feed my brood. And now that I got one that's over uh, approaching six foot two at the age of fourteen, wearing size fourteen shoes. Uh, oh wow! Uh, yeah, pork, uh, pork and uh, beef and venison are like toilet paper. <laughs> they just, they just. They just he, he is an effective calorie converter. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Well, Deborah, I got to say, you're a lovely lady to speak to, and if you ever do get the opportunity to come down here, uh, we'll keep your name and everything. If you, if you really do get an itch sometime to come down here, we'll throw you in the boat somewhere with Bill George and uh, see what you can do. Yeah, that uh, sounds good. I tell you what, I'm, uh, I'm hoping this isn't the end of this. He's actually entered into Georgia Outdoor News Truck Buck Contest. Oh, so you may make some dinero off of this. Wow. So, uh, well, I could win a truck. Oh, what kind? Nice. What kind of truck? A uh, Ford F one fifty. What don't you? What's, yeah. That's that's a pretty good little deal. That's a great deal. Yeah, and, and it all started with a pound cake. 
Seriously. It all started with a pound cake. How about that? That is crazy. That <laughs> is awesome. I, I would, but if I learn how to bake, maybe I wouldn't have to shovel horse stalls out or, or <laughs> there you go, or bar cow stalls or trailers and cut and brush, hay. cut brush, I'm carry not a about chainsaw. But I'm craving some pound cake and coffee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I commend you. I think it's a great idea, and it's just nice to hear that it actually still works. You know, for uh, some yes, folks. Sir. It really is. Well, congratulations on your buck, and congratulations on your apparently awesome pound cake recipe. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Deborah Son, we enjoy talking to you, and you are always a friend, and you can always call this show anytime you want to. So you run over a squirrel next weekend, call the show and brag about it. <laughs> I'll sure do it. Thank y'all guys so much. See you, Deborah. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Bill, Slick, we're hanging out with you. We hope you stay with us. We'll be right back. You don't have to turn it down right off the bat until I start screaming. Okay, now you can. Nah. <laughs> to the Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Fitz Noble, the dawn of Indian Rocks Beach, and of course, Bill George hanging out with you this morning along with Slick. Yo. Who's back from uh, his uh, little maneuvers. He had to go do his uh, due diligence with the uh, the military uh, last weekend. So, uh, came back unscathed. Nothing skinned. I don't see any burn marks or anything, but... Uh, I don't think my finger's supposed to do this though anymore. Like it's uh, kind of weird. What the hell? What, what did you, did you, what did you do? do that? What? I don't know. You know you're supposed to pull a hand grenade pin with your index finger, not with your pinky. Well, that and I use my teeth. I'm actually like. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's missing. That Sean Wayne, is that you? Is that me? Yeah. What I I love so. There are times that like they they used to get onto you in basic training about that. Like, yo, don't John Wayne. What do you think you are, John Wayne? Because you. Undo your chin strap and you're kind of letting your helmet rest because that helmet's freaking annoying to wear. And so I'll, I'll sit there and I'll be out there walking around looking like an, I've had like first sergeant sergeant majors. What are you, John Wayne? I was like, why aren't you wearing your Kevlar? Uh, uh, and then I'm getting smoked, but it's fun. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Talk back to your superiors. Uh, hey, look, <laughs> not I, a good look I talk back to you guys. <laughs> that, that, We're that, not superior. That's yeah. one reason I could never be in the military. Oh, they, it, well, it happens a, all the time. That and, of course, you live in the gray. So you'd always be like going, well, Sergeant, if you actually read the uh, regulations, it clearly states that if I wear these. God, uh, God uh, damn it, Private George. <laughs> <laughs> there would uh, be a, a piece of soap and a sock with your name on it. <laughs> somewhere, somehow, some way. If somebody's getting a whooping on the end of the night. Uh, listen, uh, this past week, it's been a great week for everybody except for those that are in the muzzle-loading community. I will say that uh, our friend Toby's out in the woods. He's been texting us during the show, said he <laughs> Poor guy. had a couple of does and a young uh, young buck walked by and uh, hasn't seen anything muy grande yet. So, uh, But he's one of the lucky ones. I don't know. I'm going to say probably I was only at the shop Monday, Tuesday, and uh, Friday. And then, of course, today on Saturday. But in that time span, I think I probably had at least 40 people uh, trying to find black powder supplies. It is tough, tough, tough. It is not easy. When it comes to finding primers, 
come into loose black powder now that GLX and others have decided to stop making black powder and go strictly to pellets. Uh, it makes it even tougher for the old school guys and uh, uh, even pellets and things. I called around to some other shops and uh, found one guy some uh, some pellets and some projectiles. But the guy goes, I got two of the three P's. And I said, what? what? What do you mean two of the three P's? He says, I got projectiles and I got pellets, but I don't have primers. Whoa. <laughs> so what's he do? Well, the guy I was standing there and he said, I got primers. So if he's got pellets or projectiles, I'm good with it. I'll see I'll see him in the morning. <laughs> so I I mean and 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 we don't have the old, you know, uh, black powder shops like we used to have. I remember on Park Boulevard for a thousand years there was Vince's gun shop. Oh my god, I forgot about that place. Yeah, that used to specialize in, in black powder. I mean, if you ever needed anything muzzle loader wise, you'd go there. Well, I know. I may, maybe I'll have to bring a truckload back from Pennsylvania or something. Well, you you you'd make your nut back, I can tell you that much, cuz you could pretty much ask for whatever you want to uh these days when it comes to uh black powder supplies because uh even the old uh the old websites and stuff like that that've been around forever, what was it Smoky Mountain Works or well, not Knife Works, but oh. the all the smoke poles and all the other ones like that, they're just they're dried up. They just don't have it, and uh, people just can't find it, especially primers. It's it's a tough thing. And I said, you know, the smart man would be the one who invented a breech plug that you could take out and replace it with a, a breech plug that you could take the back end of a shotgun shell, cut the cut the shotgun shell where you could slide the back of the shotgun shell into it and act as your primer and your in the back of your breech, you know what I mean? What do they need? Two hundred nine primers? Yeah, usually uh, shotgun primers who, and stuff like who, that. Who's who's in need with that? Anybody we know personally? No, not personally. Just customers. Everybody looking for it. You know, you never know. Somebody somebody might have something that you might somebody you might know. You don't even hunt black powder. <laughs> like, Bill, what are you talking what? about over there? You don't, hunt, you don't hunt black I powder. I hunt black powder. I'm not hunting black powder today because I'm here. They don't, what was the they last don't. time you hunted black powder? Yeah. I Back even have a flintlock. I shot a nine point with a flintlock in Florida. In 1943? How long? No. He, was out, he was out there in the Civil War. He was like, I've got my rifle here, I boys. In flintlock. And I, I, I sent a picture right in here to the show. What caliber is your flintlock? 50. 45. 50? We're still Again. waiting on that picture yeah. to be mailed in from the Pony Express. Are you still yeah. loading it? Are you loading it with a 50 or are you loading it with a Sabo? 50. With a 50? Yeah. Mini ball? No. Lead? You're, you're evading the question, though. Copper? What, 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 when? Like four years ago? Okay. <laughs> it's when I shot the buck. <laughs> so, wait, now, what's the other one that you're using? Uh, is it a, like a Hawkin type style rifle or what? The, the You're talking about the flintlock? No, the other one you said you oh, had Oh, it, it's a Thompson Center Encore yeah. muzzle loader, so 209. Yeah, 209. Oh, yeah. So you're using a modern one for oh. that one? Pellets you, only? No, no. I I put loose down it. I, I never liked the pellets as much. Which uh, what pellets are you using? I mean, what powder did you use in yours in that? I, I was using 777 at the time. 777? 777. You weren't using just straight up black powder? No, I wasn't. I was, still, doing, I was doing the synthetic or whatever. I'm telling you, one of the best times I ever had 
One of the most eye-opening times I ever had was uh, Steve and I went out in the woods one morning and I went in to go sight in our black powder rifles and I had a uh, a Thompson Hawken custom, really nice one, and uh, using 3F and doing it the old-fashioned way with the, you know, the percussion cap mm-hmm. and all that kind of good stuff. And it was one of those high-humidity, cool mornings that we get here in Florida and we're in this woodsy area where we're right off of a bayhead, which is moist air anyway coming off of there. I know where this is going. And after we fired about six shots out of each rifle a piece, I don't think we could find the damn truck. <laughs> we were and, and you could out. smell it, and you could it just it just is beautiful. It was beautiful. it was literally we were in a fog. Of black powder smoke that was, I mean, just filled the whole area. Just imagine how the Civil War was. That was where the question, that's where the conversation went to. And uh, Steve looked over me with those, you know, that deep thought kind of look on his face and goes, dude, do you see how much smoke we just produced out here with just two idiots shooting about six or seven times? Can you imagine what it must have been like for... Two, three hundred guys all firing at the same time. My you brother couldn't uses, see nothing. He uses the black powder for his cannons for his pirate demonstrations. And I'm talking just a little cannon shot. Smoke everywhere. It was one of those things where it does make you think, where you kind of look at it and you go, dude. I've seen some that. really kick ass smoke coming out of the back of a cannon. And that's where the pollution started. What kind of cannon? M triple seven A two howitzer. Oh, but one, that's, one five five millimeter round. That's all Cars that's, three that's, hotel. That's leftover smoke. All oh, that brown nasty really? smoke went out the other end. <laughs> Toby said he <laughs> don't need no primers. He's hunting with an old ancient Kentucky flintlock. Yeah, that means he's going to spark that thing four times before it goes off. <laughs> Better sharpen that rock, Toby. All right, we're going to take a break. It is a big and wild outdoors. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. Your Big and Wild Fast Cast for today. We're looking at mostly sunny today. Highs around 90. Water temperature is going to be about 80 degrees. Winds are under 10 miles an hour, and uh, looks like we're not going to have too much of a chance for rain today. But tomorrow, of course, with that front pushing through, it's going to be up there pretty good. So experts are saying less than 10% for today. Uh, Shooter Sunset, if you're out there today, so you make it right with the FWC, is 6.52. So that way you're not... Stuck out there in the middle of nowhere going, well, it ain't dark yet. It is Florida, so, uh, you know, you got to wait your time. But uh, the uh, Big and Wild Fast Cast is brought to you today by uh, Sunskins. Uh, excuse me, Gunskins offered a, a solution to apply camo to your firearm or gear that's easy to install and remove. Hunters and gun enthusiasts really like the variety of camo patterns to choose from, knowing that at any moment you can actually swip out, switch out the wrap and uh, change it for the pattern for the season. And if you can... Uh, Put it on your gun and you want some, go pick out your favorite camo at BigAndWild.com and click the link. Uh, going into the break, uh, we got a phone call from a good friend of ours. Um, got a, got Kind of got some sad news this past week. Uh, our buddy Rick Gaylord, of course, with the Wyoming Antelope Club and his association with the Friends of the NRA Banquet and uh, uh, Ducks Unlimited, Turkey Federation, all that stuff. Uh, of course, Rick and his wife have always been a great part of it, but... Uh, I didn't even know this happened until uh, uh, he texted me yesterday. Good morning, uh, Rick. How are you doing? You all right? <clears throat> Rick, you still there, buddy? 
Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't know it. He texted me yesterday that uh, our good friend and longtime buddy, uh, Ken May's passed, uh, Kent Dill's passed away. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, it was like he uh, it was like he uh, almost waited for the friends of the NRM banquet to uh, that it was going to go off with no problems, and then he he went to hospice, and two nights later he was went on to his next adventure. It's just crazy to me because uh, as many times as he's called us over the past year, even during the COVID thing and everything else. He always seemed to be uh, in good spirits and all that kind of stuff. So I, I texted back to Rick. I said, please don't tell me it was COVID-related. No, no, it wasn't. He had gotten some cancer and stuff. And, and well, and you know, KD, he's not a he's not a pity guy. So he was, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't want anybody's pity. He was just a stand-up guy. He always was. No always a great friend of the show. <clears throat> and uh, it's amazing. Um uh, how quickly he went. I mean, it was, you know, one minute he was calling the show or getting ready to say, uh, you know, come on out. We got the banquet coming up. And then next thing you know, he's, he's, he's decided to go. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was, uh, you know, it, you know, he, he hit it for a while, even from me <laughs> before he even told me that uh, he was having problems. But, you know, when you know someone, as long as you have, you know, Met him like in uh, like 1990 somewhere in that area. He was actually president of the Wyoming Antelope Club whenever the wife and I joined, and uh, and he, you know, he just didn't he didn't let on about anything, and you know, but you, when you know someone that long, you 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 know something's wrong. Well, you know, <laughs> he, he's one of those old old school tough guys. You know, he always walked around the banquets with that cowboy hat on and that swagger. Yeah. That cowboy swagger, he wasn't about to let anybody know that something was bothering him, that's for sure. But um, <clears throat> I guess, you know, when it comes to a point where you know that even your friends, there's nothing they can do for you, you know, you got to do what you got to do and, and get her done. But uh, I know that there's a, is there a, there's a memorial today, right, out at the Wyoming Antelope Club? Yeah, we're having, we're going to have a celebration of life. So, we're, we, you know, we want, you know, and, and if anybody, known Ken or had any dealings with him would like to come out and got a story they want to share you know please please do uh we're going to just get out there and we're going to have some food and just uh you know talk about the good times well that's true there was, uh, there was a lot of them yeah and there were and uh i don't want to get out there uh because all i can do is just get out there and tell everybody how i shot him every time <laughs> yeah, he would probably he would, he would probably disagree. But. Yeah, of course he would. Yeah, no, but uh, you know he was always a friend of the hunting community, and I know he spent a lot of time in the woods, and uh, he'd always call the show when he'd get out there and yeah. get his turkey or get a deer. Uh, you know, he'd go up there in uh, his little secret spot up there in North Florida, and uh, he and the wife would always get out there, and were always successful. I mean, the man put in the work, that's for sure, but. I know he's going to be greatly yeah. missed, especially when it well, comes to uh, the fundraising and all that stuff. Yeah, and we, you know, heck, I I, I miss just calling his phone because you know when his if you got his voicemail, it was always pleasant. You know, his hunter, fisherman, cowboy, carpenter when I could fit it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now what time is this little shinding supposed to get together today out there at the uh, Wyoming? It's, we're gonna we're gonna start at one o'clock uh, out at the up at the clubhouse. So uh, you know anybody is welcome to come up there, and like I said, and just uh, and, and you know sit there and 
talk about KD. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> and a good thing. everything that he did. Well, he's going to be a figure that is going to be sorely missed around uh, the area, especially, especially there at the Wyoming Antelope Club and the Friends of the NRA Banquet and Ducks Unlimited and Wild Turkey Federation, all that stuff. He was always helping out with all that stuff. So uh, I was just, I was just one of those things where it was like, no way, because he's one of those guys you thought was just going to live forever. Yeah, well, he was, he was actually one of only three original. Friends of the NRA chapter presidents. Wow. From and this was the 29th banquet that we just had last month. That's amazing. And he was he was one of only three. And and I think the auctioneer at that uh, is fairly involved in the uh, friends and and he does a lot of them. I think he said he was he was the longest continuous running one, which which means that uh, there may have been those other ones may not have even had a banquet last year and then you know we we still had one last year even yeah that's true during during covid so we never we never missed one well that's kid bills i mean uh he's not gonna let that stuff mess him down i mean there's no way and of course we got to give props to his wife too because she uh she put in the work as well i mean they worked hand in hand together all the time so oh yeah well i'm i'm very sorry to hear about it that's for sure and i know uh uh, you know, we'll miss his voice uh, calling the show, but now it lands on you. So, good luck. Yeah, well, the wife and I, <laughs> the wife and I were always, always glad when we were listening to the show. And then, oh, oh, there's KD. <laughs> He's calling about something you guys are talking about. And that means you didn't have to call, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wyoming Antelope Club, for those that don't know, is over here in uh, Pinellas County, and uh, I'm sure that. Uh, with all the thousands and tens of thousands and multiple thousands of people who've uh, gone out there and shot and and gone to the wild game dinners and everything else out there, uh, you know who we're talking about. And if you get a chance today, you know at least stop by and, and uh, offer your condolences. I know I've been out there for the cowboy days. Are you guys going to plan on doing that anytime soon? Um. It would probably be on the website because I'm not really I, – I run the hunters group, so I'm not really involved with the Cowboys. But, you know, when the weather cools off, you know, because those guys are always dressing up in the in the period clothing there and stuff. So they're uh, – it, it gets a little hot here. Yeah. <laughs> so, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when the weather cools off, I know then they're, they, they, they kick it up quite a bit. Yeah. When everything is made out of wool. Uh, now, uh, so one o'clock <laughs> or, today. Or leather. <laughs> yeah, leather. So one o'clock today until whenever? Until when you guys got yeah, break it so, up? Yeah, and, we're we're gonna cut it off at five, just in case you know it. You know, there's somebody there that keeps wanting to hang out, but yeah. <laughs> we, we had to figure we had to put at least a cutoff time. So you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. That's true. Well, Rick, we <laughs> yeah. appreciate the call, man, and thanks for letting me know. I really do appreciate it, man, and. uh Keep your chin up. Have a good time out there today, man, and give them my best because I, I got to run over to Plant City today, so I, I'm not going to be able to make it. But um, Yeah, we understand. Yeah, but uh, I'll see you in the future. Oh, yeah, no doubt. All right, man. You'll hear from me. All right, buddy. All right, you guys have a good day. See you. Appreciate Thanks, it. See you, buddy. Take it easy. Uh, do we have time to get to Kirk? Do we have time? Yeah, we got time. We got to get Kirk. Kirk, how are you doing? Doing well, thank you. How are you guys doing this morning? Well, first off, I uh, thank you for listening to the show, and second of all, thank you for calling in and helping us all out. Well, I'm 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 just trying to 
trying to help some people that might need it if they're trying to hunt today they might not be able to get what what I, what they're looking for but uh there's a place over in orlando for muzzleloader stuff a place called buffalo bills a friend of mine told me about him about six months ago i've been over there like three times i think he's open half a day on saturday but if anybody if anybody can get muzzleloader supplies that man can get it he's a wealth of knowledge he does a lot of competition smoothbore muzzleload and he's an old-timey kind of guy but they've got just about anything you can think of. They did a couple months ago when I was in there, but I've gotten two different sizes of powder, grains of powder weight, and getting away from the pellets because he had everything I needed. So, Good but for I just you. wanted to share that info because it's that regular black powder stuff. It was a nightmare for me to find it when it wasn't muzzleloader season. Yeah. Tell a buddy told me about him, but he's got it. Yeah, it's it's not only hard to find even before the season, uh, but it's even worse when you got like a week before the opening day and you're scrambling to try to find it. Uh, yeah. that, and I think yeah. that's what a lot of these guys were. They were in that dilemma. And I always oh, yeah. tell people, man, you can never, you always got to be ready for next season on the season before the season. Uh, yeah. you, you, you can't just wait and mess around. So what's it called against yeah. Buffalo, Buffalo Bills? Buffalo Bills. He's in Orlando. Just pull up Buffalo Bills muzzle loaders or black powder uh-huh. on the internet it'll come up and you, you can't miss him there like i said the guys he's a he's a wealth of knowledge he's got it down if, and if he doesn't have the stuff he can if if he did probably don't make it anymore that's uh, just well. my opinion i mean he had everything i needed it's a small shop but him and his son was in they both they both run it and uh but like I said, he he had everything I needed and set me straight on a few things I was a little bit off on. But awesome. Yeah, I've gone back to all powder now, and I'm I'm leaving the power decks alone. Or Don't, excuse me, I shouldn't say names, but I'm leaving the pellets alone. Yeah. Well, but, now I gotta ask you, when you're loading up the old timey, what how many grains are you putting in there, and what kind of powder are you using? Well, I just got started on one gun, and and it's like 75 grains, and I can't even tell you what's in it right now. Everything's in a box. I got a box of so much stuff. <laughs> I, I could have 10 people shoot for a month probably and, and not run out of what I got, Why, unfortunately. What size bullet are you pushing with 75 grains? I'm curious. Uh, let's see. I'm not, I just know I'm shooting a 50 cal, and it's like a four. And I can't remember the numbers. He's the one set me straight on that, too. It's <laughs> like a 4.9 or a point. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm going to make myself sound real. <laughs> it just, it real just kills here. I appreciate that. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, Sorry about Buffalo Bills can set them straight because, like I said, <laughs> I got everything in the box, and all I got to do is take the stuff out. But it's 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 a, a new learning curve for me. I've been shooting since back in the 70s and yeah. give it up for a bunch of years. But yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. Well, now, well all right, let's make it easy. What grain bullet are you shooting out on that 75? Uh, what are you shooting out of Okay, that? guys, it's been a pleasure. Look. <laughs> hey, 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 now listen, Kirk. Kirk, be honest with me. Are you really Buffalo Bill? <laughs> no, I'm not. But, no, I, wish I, I wish I knew half as much as that man did. But like I said, he does a bunch of competitions and old-timey shoots and all that stuff. Right. And he, he knows he knows the business. So, hey, so, what you're saying is you can, you can bake a cake from a box cake mix, but you don't know what the ingredients are. Well, it doesn't well, matter. Look, look, Kirk's yeah, because like I said, it's yeah. on the pack. If I was home, I'd pick up one of the bags and I'd sit there and tell you a lie like I know it all, but I don't. So. He's like, it kills stuff. That's what I shoot. That's right. <laughs> and it puts smoke all right, guys. It goes well, I appreciate y'all. You got a good show. I really enjoy listening to you. I've been in and out this morning, so I didn't know if anybody had called in about yeah. him no, yet. No, no, no. You're a savior. You're a savior. Thank, Thank you, Kurt. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. All Call right. again. Bye. 
All right, guys. Appreciate y'all. Take care. All right, bye. Take care. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to put him on the spot. I just you know I, <laughs> I was curious because I used to shoot ninety with a two hundred and seventy or two hundred sixty grain bullet. He's like, dang it, man, stop! I used to put ninety in there because you know if seventy five's good, ninety's got to be better. One hundred fifty, baby. One hundred fifty. One hundred fifty. Ninety percent of that you're burning outside the barrel. That's fine. <laughs> now you know why he smoked himself out of a tree stand. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Thank you so much, Kirk. We really do appreciate the call. We'll see you in a minute. That feature the revolutionary ELDX bullet with heat shield tip. Precision Hunter is one of the most successful ammo launches we've had. The original mission of Precision Hunter ammunition was for you to be able to extend your range. It was extremely successful, and you guys have spoken. The new Precision Hunter loads include the 25-06 Remington, 257 Weatherby Mag, 6.5 PRC, 270 WSM, 280 Ackley Improved. 7mm WSM, 338 Win Mag, and the 338 Lapua. Precision Hunter is factory loaded, truly match accurate ammunition with Doppler radar verified best in class BCs, featuring excellent conventional range performance as well as the best extended range terminal performance available. Precision Hunter ammunition. Extend your range and never compromise at any distance. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. And if you've ever seen my very lengthy blooper video, well, you know, I've had my share of mishaps. Because of that, you can take it from me that one thing I always take very seriously is boating safety. For instance, here's something as simple as it can be that saves the lives of countless boaters every year. A lanyard. I highly recommend you wear one of these every time your boat is running. All you have to do is hook the loose end of the lanyard to your PFD. It'll stop your outboard instantly if you should accidentally fall overboard or be thrown from your boat during a collision. Be sure to give your lanyard a field test to make sure it's working like it's supposed to. Your life and that of your boating partner could depend on Hunting never stops in Florida, so you need to make Al's Wild Meat in Riverview your full-time, full-service deer and hog processor. Al's Wild Meats will custom cut your game any way you like it, including a variety of sausage options, like traditional ground breakfast, link, or smoked, plus some of the best jalapeno cheddar summer sausage, snack sticks, and deer bacon on the planet. Al and his wife, Christine, pride themselves in making sure you're getting your own harvest back just the way you want it, and always vacuum-sealed, labeled, frozen, and back in your freezer fast. Al's Wild Meat, right off I-75 on Simmons Ranch Court in Riverview, on Facebook or online, alswildmeatprocessing.com. Safety up, sit down, and hang on. There's no better place for your next ATV adventure than Bone Valley. With over 200 acres of twists and turns, that's a one-of-a-kind ATV experience, and eight miles of trails, a hill climb, an open play area, and picnic areas. Located at 10427 County Road 630 West in Mulberry, hours are Friday through Monday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. State law requires ATVs be registered prior to riding on public property. Riders under 16 are required to take a rider's education class. For fees and hours, check out BoneValleyATV.com. This must be the mellow portion of the show. Hey, welcome back. It's uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. 
Braden, Vince, Bill, and Slick hanging out with you this morning. We hope you have a great, wonderful Saturday. Why are you talking like that? Because it's like the mellow portion of the show. With, with Tom Petty, you know, rolling in like, yeah, it's all mellow, you know, with the thing. Uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. Don't worry about it. So I, I uh, just wanted you to know I got I, I won't be able to post anything on Facebook for three days. I got you I got, got you're in, you're in Facebook jail. Yeah, I got kicked off. Can we can we? It was bust the it Alec. Out? It was the Alec Baldwin post, wasn't it? No, a gentleman was referring to uh, how crooked Republicans were and how much money and all that stuff. And I go, dude, I'm a Republican. Where's my one hundred thousand dollar check? Where, where's that all go? Well, that's technically uh, hate speech right there. Uh, well, I was it was considered bullying. Come on, seriously? I'm like, obviously you didn't go to my school because <laughs> uh, that would have been nothing. Really? Yeah, I kind of noticed that, that Facebook is doing something weird, too, I'm because like, I'm not seeing a lot of things that we should be seeing post-wise or people-wise. I, you know, I, don't, I don't, you know what, I'm, it's, it's a tool, and uh, that's, that's about all it is. I mean, if, if you're trying to get all your information and all that other stuff from there, oh, then forget uh, about it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a lost soul anyway. It should be pretty much over. It should be, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lost words there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, kind of, sort of. It's one of those things where I'm, I'm waiting for somebody else in the room to pick it up, and no one does, but it's just the way it is. Yeah. I know you have an apple fritter in front of you, so looking, obviously you're looking, occupied. It's looking pretty good. I, I've <laughs> never been in a Facebook jail. Of course, I don't post an awful lot of stuff. Do you, can you still see stuff? You just can't post. Is that what it is? Yeah, you know, and then of course, uh, as you, if you do try to do it, it gives you warning. It says, "No, no, no! You've been, uh, you've been, uh, you've been, uh, you've been put in a timeout, so you can can't you, do it." Can you, you like things and not comment? Or no, you, you can't even do that. You can't even go like. You, you can't can just comment. look at. You can look well, at other people's stuff, but yeah, you cannot do well, anything that's about, about it. it. Well, you, you talk to Chuck Ishigawa. Well, no, he lives there. Chuck Chuck has been there many a time, but. He has a way of dealing with that. Yeah, because he has like 17 or 20 different uh, profiles. Correct. So it's, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not that into it, you know, where I have to do that. He does it because of general purposes. He's like, no, no, you're telling me I can't do it? No, I'll figure out a way I'll around I'll do it him. again. Yeah. Just watch me. Yeah. And then he gets, uh, you know, seven of his accounts are, uh, you know, on suspension, whereas the other ones are all still open. So it's all good. Especially during the bear hunting debates and other things like that. Gets a little heated. <laughs> yeah. He uh, seemed to catch a lot of uh, uh, slaps on the wrists and timeout times. So he's one of those guys who. Uh, this is even further proof that timeouts don't work. <laughs> they, they really don't. <laughs> so Not- I, I won't be able to do anything till I guess, Tuesday because I have a three-day. Because this is my third violation. Two of them were considered to be bullying, and the other one, the other one, uh, they had nothing, and it just was removed. They didn't so even tell me what it to, was. When do you go to Facebook court and get the ankle <laughs> bracelet removed? You know, you think you would have a, a a place where you could go for advocacy, where you could, you know, write to defend what you said or do whatever it is. They so, don't care. Because I, I tried to tell them, dude, you're you're reading this out of context. I'm not doing this as a bullying thing. I'm asking a simple question. I wasn't there to harass anybody. They don't care. I guess, I guess not. Uh, going down through the seasons, just so you do know, uh, speaking of muzzleloader, September 4th through 17th is Zone A. Muzzleloader and Zone B is November 20th through December 3rd. Zone C is October 23rd through November 5th. And uh, Zone D 
is the one that's really kind of messed up because that's December 4th through the 10th and then February 21st through the 27th. So if you think hunting actually ends back in January, no. No, it doesn't. <laughs> There's a we, confusion I was talking about earlier. No, no, no. We have, depending on what part of the state, but you can hunt usually from the end of July all the way through February here in the state. Easily. Yeah, all the way through. And a lot of people don't realize that, but uh, all the way till the end of February. So we, we take a break for turkey season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then uh, you got to do what you got to do after that. Uh, and then it starts all over again. That's why I don't know why they call Louisiana sportsman's paradise. It should be Florida. We should somehow finagle that away from them because as, as the deer hunter guns commercial says, hunting season never does stop in the state of Florida. It never does. Look, if Deborah can do it with pound cakes, I'm sure we could we could get some pound cakes and go over there and uh, maybe do some negotiations with, with who? the with the F, with who? Sure, whoever. What are you talking about? It never Look, stops. The dream can be real. The, she the, got on the property for pound cakes. We can what are you talking about? Like, you want to change the name? I'm help, trying so, to help change the name. So, Oh, with a pound cake. Exactly. There you We're go, We're still sunshine. fighting over a state bird. <laughs> <laughs> the mosquito? <laughs> or, oh, no, or, or no, it, or no. Or is it the, the going, cockroach? We're going to repeal the mockingbird. Yes. Which I actually thought the northern mockingbird actually was probably more appropriate than most of the things, okay? Because at this point, most of what's in Florida is not native. Scrub Jay, it's on the list. Okay, but... The mockingbird comes here and starts imitating things around it, and that's that's what a lot of our northern people do. What about the palmetto bird? I'm I'm surprised we didn't. The osprey wasn't our state bird. Well, because you can find ospreys anywhere else. You can yeah, find ospreys in Louisiana, Alabama, so, yeah, but not like here in Florida. So we're going to take something that we're making extinct over time, or putting threatened, endangered species. And you're going to make that your state bird so that you can turn around if something happens and you lose it. Yeah, we killed the state bird. No. Sure, why not? We do it all the time. Why why would we do it? Why would we do that? Well, you can't make it the quail. You can't make it the morning dove. And you can't make it any (laughs) other migratory bird. I mean, it doesn't make make any sense. Let's make it a chicken. How about a Muscovy duck? Let's not. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, well, you know, that one is uh, a choice that uh, I guess the, the uh, what do you call it? The stakeholders will have to make one day. No, you know, the, because these they're, are they're, your legislators at hand. Yeah, they're, they're, spe- uh, they're whatever. Uh, but, like, you can't do crow, you can't do robins, you can't do uh, doves, you can't do ringneck doves, you can't do any of the other ones that are migratory. So you have no, to pick can... one that stays here. So which one is that? The Sandhill scrub, Crane. Scrub Jay. Sandhill cranes, I mean, they're in Texas, everywhere else like that. Oh, but we I have... do not want the Sandhill crane to make the, uh, I hated it when it made the list. We're trying to get those things where we could kill them and eat them. If it's a state bird, that's verboten. It'll never happen. There's no way. That's, that's why completely... they want you to make you it the state bird. It'll be completely off the rails. It'll be taken off and it'll be done. Uh, just so you know, crow season is going to get underway in uh, November next month. Uh, through the uh, the 18th of February. We can't shoot crows right now? Uh, yeah, August uh, 14th through uh, October 31st. Saturday and Sunday only. Okay. Okay? Saturday and Sunday only. 
I've never eaten one, but Duck McGuckin used to tell me that he had a great recipe for one, and I keep telling him to send it to me because I want to know what is actually in there to make it taste good. I can just imagine a pie try with, like, two crow feet you, you, sticking out of it. You're willing to try it. Me? I'll, I'll try it. I'll eat I, it. I, I, I turned around. So. I turned around. There was a guy at work. He, he was wrong, and so I turned around. I found a dead one. I put it in a <laughs> box, and I brought it to him, <laughs> and he opened it up, and he was so repulsed. I said, it's time to eat crow. <laughs> really, Bill? <laughs> These are the it, kind of old man jokes you expect out of him. <laughs> it, it was, and it was pretty rank. <laughs> I had to eat a blue jay one time, and it wasn't all that bad. I mean, oh, uh, you know, I, I, I would I, say I, most I, of those things aren't going to be. Look, you throw, it out, you throw it out the fire with a little salt and pepper, meh, it'll be all right. No, my dad put it uh, Friday and did a little sauce pecan with it, and I had it for breakfast. That'll work, too. Because, you know, the rules are you shoot it, you eat it. So. And it, it took me about 15 shots with a Daisy Red Rider, but I knocked that sucker out of the tree eventually. It's going to get weird it. when I have to eat the people I've shot with paintball guns. That's a little different. I'm, I'm talking about killing and eating and dead. The one that I'm really curious about, Bill George, and I, I wanted your opinion on this, because as I mentioned during the show, I had a flock of geese. You know, fly over the uh, truck the other morning when I was dropping my daughter off at school. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is a goose, a Canadian geese season in the state. Correct. September 4th through the 26th, and then again November 20th through the 28th, and then December 1st through January 30th. My only question is, you need to work on this during the week. How am I going to be able to do that over in Pinellas County? Lake McGorry. If I can... How am I going to pull them into Lake McGorry? They're in Bardmore. Loaf of bread. <laughs> what did you say? Loaf of bread. Loaf of bread. <laughs> Do not put any in the water, just in the bottom of the boat. 